0: Yay! So today we have the amazing Emma, and I'm really, really excited actually, Emma, because when I read your bio, you are like so multi-talented and you're handling all these different balls and juggling them. So I'd love to for you to introduce to um, the podcast, to our guests, to our viewers, to our watchers, who you are and where you come from and what you do.
1: Hi, Lou. Thanks very much for having me. It's great to be here with you today. So I'm Emma, I'm a Martha Beck trained personal development coach and I'm also a heart math practitioner and my specialty is really helping people get unstuck, get out of overwhelm and create lives and businesses they essentially don't want to escape from. Mm. I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. Like I said, I'm also a dog photographer. Um, So I understand very much what it's like to try and juggle everything and having been through my own experience of burnout I think it's made me more passionate about helping people prevent getting into burnout or if they have got burnt out to get out of it again. Um, You know, that was been, that's been quite a, that was quite a journey for me. So, you know, I work on the ethos that when we feel better, we do better. And in my coaching work, I help clients understand themselves better and show up better. And then of course we know that good vibes ripple out. So if other people are feeling good, it's out, it goes. So, So yeah, I think that's that's my mission really. I'm crazy about dogs. I've got four rescue dogs, and I'm a British person, but I live in South Africa.
0: Oh wow, I love that you're leading other people based on your own experience of being burnout. I Mm -hmm. think right now that is really powerful, and the amount of people Mm -hmm. that I'm speaking to on this podcast. Are the people that are coming through with almost their own way of doing things you know we, mm. we're seeing a lot of these healing modalities and these tools that we used to mm. use back in the like 80s or whatever mm. now crumbling away and we need new tools so I love the fact that you're yeah. inviting people based on your own experience so um going back to like if you would mind kind of talking about how you Uh, discovered that you were burnt out or overwhelmed did you know or what what were the like warning signs that people should be looking out for
1: yeah I think burnout is a sneaky one because we often end up in coping mode and in overwhelmed mode for a while and it, it begins to feel normal until you hit that breaking point so for me I've been a photographer for for 20 years and it got to end of 2015 and I was working seven days a week some days I'd be doing four photo shoots in a day I was exhausted um I kind of lost touch with my creativity entirely and I was at the point where I thought I know I need to change something because I can't go on like this anymore but I actually don't know what to change I don't know I don't know what to do and it was quite by accident I stumbled across um, a business coach who was advertising on Facebook and she'd also been a photographer and had a similar journey to me the lady called Polly Alexander and I contacted her and I thought this is the person that can help me and it was through working with a coach that that I got unstuck and it involved making massive massive changes to the way I was running my business Mm -hmm. and I think for me the burnout and overwhelm really came as we started to do that change work because I think changing is really hard and for me as much as life had become really unplayable as it was the prospect of changing it was terrifying because I'm an entrepreneur I'm reliant on making money and I ended up with a period of time where I had no clients coming in, partly because I was recovering because the burnout, um, the universe is great, isn't it? I got into burnout, but yet kept pushing through and working. Mm. And then I put my back out. It was almost like the universe was like, we've told you, we've warned you, and now we're going to stop you. And I had (laughs) to be, I had to, I was faced with the reality of stopping and all of the beliefs that came up for me around that, about if I don't work, I don't get paid, and then I feel very unsafe. So there was a lot of inner work to do, as well as the strategy of of getting out of burnout. Um, And to come to the second point of your question of what are the warning signs, I think burnout can often present very similarly to depression. Um, You can have anxiety and feel kind of hopeless and pointless and, I think just being so stuck you just don't know what to do mm-hmm. um and it's recognizing that and I think these things if you can sit with them are warning signs that we need to change things mm-hmm. and they're often quite powerful and, and awful but but it is listening to them and then making the the changes so you don't end up back there again
0: mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like, my sorry when I laughed then about your back being put out, my teeth were no. like, yep, that's what we did. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, that's what happens. And I, I think it's such a beautiful point that you made that you have to start listening. You have to start listening to your body. Like we're sat mm-hmm. in one of the most complicated and sophisticated and technical pieces of kit here. Yep. Yeah, we don't listen. We, we are looking outside of ourselves for all the answers from other mm. people. That you, you were being guided all along, weren't you? Like, slow down, yeah. listen. Yeah. And then, like you said, the universe were like, nope, we're literally closing you down now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was a big wake-up call to me because I was li- putting so- lifting something to put it in my car and literally my back just went doink. And I thought, hmm, that is not good. And... I realized at the time I managed to kind of get myself inside and get on the couch and phone my partner and say, I think you need to come home. (laughs) And I was in bed for three in hospitalized with an MRI and everything else. And you know what, there wasn't, I don't know what happened. It was a universal doink, thankfully, because I didn't slip a disc or anything like that. It could have been, it could have been a slip disc. It could have been a a back injury that meant I couldn't work again. And my life. Flashed before my eyes, because I thought, you know, I have been neglecting the earthly vehicle so mm. terribly. And it could, it could have been cancer, it could have been all sorts of things. Mm. And if we don't learn to listen, you will get sick. That's the reality.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are kind of like sometimes blaming other things and situations right and I I don't know if you see this in your work but for me it's all about telling someone you have to take full responsibility Mm -hmm. for everything for all the Mm -hmm. things you know the Mm -hmm. good the bad the ugly Mm -hmm. and then like you said before you have to start making changes and sometimes it's the change that people don't want to do because it's awkward or it Mm -hmm. means loss and you know our brains are programmed Mm -hmm. to keep us in the same place Yep. So loss to your brain is like, holy shit, no, I can't do it. Yep. you No. Know? Absolutely. And, and sabotage as well. My team are saying, you know, we we see a lot of people sabotaging by not being visible or not mm-hmm. showing up or, or not stepping out of their comfort zone. Like what what are the kind of um areas that you're seeing in your work at the moment that you're helping your clients with?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's is the things you've talked about. It's also people keeping themselves Super busy with admin. I've got mm. some business coaching clients at the moment, and they're they're talking to me. They're telling me they're overwhelmed. They've got no time, and they're telling me how much time they're spending doing admin that could be automated. Mm. And I think often if we if we go to a business point of view, often what gets us to when a, a business that's up and running is not the same thing that will help you grow that business. So it's you know it's kind of learning all of these. Like we we're talking about kind of feelings as warning signs. Overwhelm is a huge sign that it's time to to shift. and And then you're right in what you talk about that often when we're shifting, that's when the self-sabotage happens. And yeah. it's teaching that self-awareness to people for them to be able to go, oh, I'm wanting to go and watch Netflix because my little brain is going, hang on, we don't know what's going to happen if we get if we do this new thing, so let's not do it." And mm. And it's just learning that self awareness, so mm. that that's a i think that's a big part of the work that you do and and i do is is helping people get into that space of understanding themselves better mm.
0: yeah, my team are just saying procrastination as well oh, i yeah. i I don't always see um i'm tingling now i I don't always see procrastination as someone being lazy. I don't know it's how not. you see it, but usually yeah. it's like you said before, your brain will will trick you into doing stuff that Mm -hmm. will divert you from the thing that's going to help you grow.
1: But Mm -hmm. also if you're
0: procrastinating, it might be that your heart's not completely in it. So try and find something that is right. I think Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out there who are just looking to earn money because out of need or scarcity or maybe ego or trauma because they're comparing Mm -hmm. themselves against other people. But actually, all we want to do with this timeline is serve through our heart space right and then the money and the success and the fame or whatever you want you know um that's all that stuff's not my main aim but you know it comes doesn't it Mm -hmm. um I think people are doing things backwards in on planet earth right now
1: yeah yeah and it's interesting you talk about procrastinating because I think that is a People will tell themselves or they might have other people say to them, oh, you're lazy if you're procrastinating. And I think procrastination is one of those, it's a self-sabotage, but it's also a safety mechanism.
0: Mm.
1: We, to to grow and to do all the things that you've talked about, we have to get out of our comfort zones and our little brains go, ha ha ha, we don't know what's out there. Mm. And what if we can't deal with it? so like I say let's go and I think but the procrastinating shows up for different people but for me I know it will be like oh I feel a sudden urge to clean out a drawer or you know something (laughs) like that and it's you feel like you're doing something that is useful but it's just avoidance so Mm -hmm. again it's understanding yourself and knowing when you are procrastinating and why you are procrastinating because it's often fear driven not Mm. lazy driven
0: Mm, yeah I agree and I think my team are just saying like knowing what it is you want from your heart space and not yes. doing it because you're seeking to get validation from other people. We see that a lot or you're seeking mm. to uh, be accepted somehow on planet yeah. Earth. You know, I think you have to be really, really clear what it is you want. And I think... um mm. I think if you've been through a journey on planet Earth, and a lot of us have, right? A lot of us have been through deep, deep traumas that we've mm-hmm. healed through. And we've spent a lot of time doing the heavy lifting, many of mm-hmm. us here. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of like you, you get to choose what it is you want, right? We get mm-hmm. to explore. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes people forget that, that it's mm-hmm. its their decision. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think you're totally right. And I think sometimes people forget sometimes people don't know Mm. I think sometimes people are told that you know you can't go and do something you enjoy depending on your your upbringing and what you've been told and I think the other thing that 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 came up for me when you were talking was often we can feel guilty for going out and doing something that we want that lights our hearts up Mm. because so many people are stuck doing things that don't
0: Mm.
1: and You know, and often people are told, you know, oh, that's, you know, what are you going to do that for? One of the things I've been playing with and I've added to my coaching is I love coaching with tarot cards. Mm -hmm. But the very sensible bit of me goes, don't say anything about that, Emma. People are going to think you're strange. And it's interesting (laughs) how many people I've said, um, you know, "I'm, I'm thinking of doing this. And I've had a couple of people go, don't be so stupid. Wow. How did that feel? I oh, would just ignore it because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm. It's, it, it, it's. <laughs> I'm okay with it, I'm, and I'm actually kind of. The older I get, the more accepting I am of. It doesn't matter what somebody else thinks of me. Mm. Um, but it's just interesting listening to that, and that's something that's a bit out there and something I enjoy doing. And the voices I've had are hmm, no nope, silly, and if that's what you're surrounded by it mm. makes it far harder to go and do something that you feel really called to do if everybody around you is telling you, you can't, or you mm. shouldn't. Yeah,
0: that's a really good point. We do become a product of our environment, you know, and if you are brave enough to escape your environment and go on your own and follow your heart space, there are times when you just have to walk it alone and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: yeah. then you start
0: attracting people who are on your frequency and do understand you and, Oh my god, I talk about aliens all the time in my group and in my work, you know. I'm channeling and I'm I used to do cards like you, but I don't anymore. I channel. But um, you know, for me it's just an everyday thing now. We talk like light language in our house to each mm-hmm. other. I talk it to my cats. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. it's just who I am. But yeah, you're right. You know, back maybe like 10 years ago, I mean, I was mm-hmm. still working in tax in a corporate job. People would have laughed me out of the building, yeah, but I yeah. decided that that wasn't my environment. That wasn't where I was going to grow. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah totally I could only imagine you going into the tax room and telling them by the way I'm channeling currently and they would have all <laughs> put their calculators down and looked very confused at you I imagine
0: <laughs> oh yeah I mean even back in the tax world I was kind of like the odd one out you know I'd arranged yeah. massive tax days and we would all have fun and I would get people to make videos that would make our clients laugh and engage them and You know, I was always the odd one out. But yeah, I I don't think I'd step foot in the building now, would I?
1: (laughs) No, you'd be barred. You'd be barred at the door.
0: (laughs) I'd quite like that, actually. i quite like to go back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To not be let in. I wouldn't want to go into a building dealing with tax stuff either. So I'd rather be outside with my
0: tarot cards. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Exactly. So what type of work are you doing with people at the moment? Are you seeing any particular areas that you're you kind of seeing commonalities with or how's it going? Yeah, so I think the
1: the majority of the people that I am attracting in are people who are overwhelmed and people who are stuck, people who want more but don't know how to get there, don't know whether they can get there. Mm. And it's so interesting, a lot of coaching, and you all know, as a coach, a lot of it comes down to unpacking people's thoughts, and their belief systems that they're having, because that underpins most of what we do or, or don't do in the world. So I've, you know, people might come to me with, you know, "I, I need some strategy for my business. And that's great. But also, we can sometimes have all the strategy in place, but not see the results, because we're running a set of beliefs that tell us we can't have that. We can't do that. We're an imposter. Mm -hmm. So I think it's quite a, it's a very holistic approach uh, to the work I'm doing and, and just helping people often is helping people be kinder to themselves. Mm. And it's so, it's so interesting to me how my clients often mirror stuff that I'm working on as well, which I don't know if you find that when you have people coming in. Um, So, so yeah it's this kind of journey of being gentle with yourself and and unpacking whose voice it is that's telling you that you can't do what you want to be doing mm. and where did that come from and how do we dismantle that belief system so you can get out and be brave and go and make some moves and start to get to 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 move forwards
0: mm yeah I love that I love that and it is a holistic approach isn't it because if you go out there Mm. on social media you will read that it's just about doing one thing yeah (laughs) but you know it's never about do one thing it's about doing many many different things and keep trying and twerking and uh, tweak I always say tweak 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 and twerk when it works (laughs) (laughs) twerk when it works I say but um you know, if, if it was just as easy to do one thing, then everybody would be getting like superstar results, but it isn't. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get disgruntled. There's a lot of disgruntled people out there, isn't there, in, in the marketplace right now that have been burnt by a promise of something and then and then not receiving it. And I love how you mm-hmm. talked about holistic place because strategy doesn't work for everybody unless you've done the inner work as well. You yep. have to do both things. Mm -hmm. it's 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 just built on on quicksand
1: (laughs) i totally agree with you totally agree with you and i think it's often um like you say we're often there's a a course or this or that or you know in a month you can i love these adverts in a month you can be earning thousands of pounds a month as a coach well
0: yeah i don't think
1: so for 37 dollars um
0: 37 these low ticket offers are driving me absolutely fucking crazy at the moment because yeah some of them i imagine are amazing right and i'm not knocking people because people are are constructing their value ladders or whatever bullshit they call it nowadays but you're not you're not going to Get everything you need from a $37 course. No. Like I, and I'm sorry to burst your bubble. If anyone's listening and thinking, right, all I need is one of these courses from Udemy or uh, whatever, or whatever places sell them, I'm going to buy this course and I'm going to be super successful. That's mm-hmm. bullshit. Yep. <laughs> yep.
1: I will call bullshit on that with you, oh. Blue.
0: I mean, we've been in this game a long time. It takes a lot of effort and energy and patience and being kind to yourself and strategy Mm. Mm -hmm. and inner work and acceptance and growing and feeling like shit some days and excelling in others. And it's Mm -hmm. all about all of that and still waking up every day and being so passionate and heart-driven and saying, you know what? This is my mission. I am not giving it in or up. I'm just going to move forward. I'm going to find another way. And yeah. I think people miss that. Uh, I mean, the tenacity that I've had to develop, and I'm sure you're the yeah. same, Emma, over the last 10 years has been crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I think there's a, a big piece about being an entrepreneur. It involves a huge amount of resilience. I think it's often, it's sometimes you just have to be able to get yourself picked up off the floor, dusted down one more time, And sometimes it can get, you know, I think there's days I've had in my business journey of just some days where you just want to jack it in because it's hard. It's really hard running a, a business. You know, you're responsible for bringing all the money in and doing everything else. However, I think you touched on it earlier about it's important to be able to reframe stuff. So like you said about when something doesn't go right, rather than viewing it as a failure, you say, all right, didn't work trying it that way. How can I shift that and try it a different way? And I think that is that is the core of entrepreneurship. Fell <laughs> yeah. over. Shit. Let me get back up again. Going in that direction clearly didn't work. Let me go slightly to the right and see what goes that way. And it's just, I've started to view it with a lens of curiosity rather than doing something and then being disappointed if it doesn't work immediately. Okay, it's working for this person. So what's this person doing that it's working for? And what am I not doing? And how do I twerk to make it work?
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, and there is no new information out there, really. Mm-hmm. There are just different packages and, and people's yes. perspective on how they do things. Yeah. And the other thing that we we're really passionate about here is not, is yeah, we have strategies and we have tools and all the things, but we teach people how to connect with themselves. Mm-hmm. Because once you've got that right, your internal GPS, you can navigate through stuff easily.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's learning to listen to that inner yes and inner no. And that's one of the the tools that uh, I was taught in the Martha Beck course was to get in touch with your body compass. So you know what a genuine gut feel yes and a genuine gut feel no is because that's so there's a big difference between that and feeling a bit anxious about something and then going oh clearly that's a sign I shouldn't do it Mm. there's a big difference when you're really in touch with your inner core being
0: yeah no I agree it's so so powerful and I hope that more people establish these tools because then they wouldn't need external validation as well so one of one of my biggest missions here is to help dissolve the codependency wound in the coaching mm-hmm. industry because i don't yeah. know if you see it as well emma but there are people who are so dependent even super successful people oh i just knocked them it over never mind and um, are super successful people still dependent on their coach for all the answers yes. yes and they're paying you know they've got a lot of money and a lot of space to pay this so it's not a money thing but it's still creating a codependency wound for them. And for the coach, right?
1: Yeah, it's very interesting you bring that up because I think that sounds to me it's almost a a, a codependency on a coach. Sounds is very similar to a lot of people are codependent on a therapist. Mm, Yeah, I have to wait until I see my therapist this week. Well, actually, my view on it is that coaching is super powerful when you are aiming for a goal to help you with something. When that's the kind of coaching. I tend to do with people and and invariably we're always aiming to shift something and I believe that a coach is there to be along uh, with you along the journey as you make the change but you should be able to still go out and show up in the world without having a coach on speed dial because the coach should equip you with enough tools to to allow you to maintain and then I've always reached for more coaching when I'm making a change with something or I'm I'm jumping up a level or I've kind of uh, jumping up a level and then I've had a breakdown because I obviously need some different strategy that I don't know mm-hmm. and I think there's a difference with that and it is it is a I think I was talking to another coach about it there's almost this pyramid scheme of coaching because we've got coaches teaching coaches how to be coaches mm-hmm. and no one's actually doing any real coaching mm. yeah and I think oh. it's a similar thing with with some coaches. I don't know whether it comes from a place of fear of I can't get more clients, but trying to keep clients on the hook the mm. whole time. Yeah, and I don't think that's right either.
0: No, I don't either. I always say to my clients, I'd literally much prefer to give you everything you need in three months, and then you're mm-hmm. off on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I hope to um. I hope to celebrate with you your successes but I don't need Mm. to see you again I want you to be independent and I think Mm -hmm. like you say it's a it's a bit dependency on Mm -hmm. the money maybe and on the validation and Mm -hmm. and I see it even with really really super successful people as well it's Mm -hmm. not just a thing yeah and what you said about the um, coaches teaching coaches teaching coaches I I, I find that stuff really annoying because no one's Mm -hmm. got any real life experience on how it's worked for them. So I love how actually on this podcast, we're speaking to so many people who have actually been through the problem that they're solving. And I love that, you know, this is like new age coaching. We're going to be leading people through results that we've actually achieved for ourselves, not based on something that we're taught, because that's completely different.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's totally different. And I think, you know, the the there's huge power in having a coaching toolkit, which is really important. But I think you're right in in that if you've been through it, it's far easier to lead somebody very efficiently through a similar journey. You also empathize with them and hold space for them because they feel understood, because often think people are stuck because they don't they don't feel understood. They don't know what to do. Um yeah, and there's there is a big difference with that. I think you'll always have in, in every industry people who are really genuine and authentic and really care about their clients and people who are just doing it for the money. This is it's. I think every industry sees it. It's just you want to be the former.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Not definitely. Latter. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because the other thing that I've seen as well before, my team just want to add, is that <laughs> some of these super successful people that have built their businesses based on, Not really helping people, but more about the money. Sometimes Mm. they have a lot of money issues. Yes. So, ones that I've seen, and I've experienced it as well on this podcast, people who have come and shared their stories, is um, they have addictions, but addictions to things like shopping and addiction to buying things so they can, um, you know, validate themselves amongst their audience. You know, you Mm -hmm. see it a lot, you know, coaches Mm -hmm. who, share pictures of their bags and their shoes and their cars and their houses. Mm -hmm. And I just think, oh, God, like what kind of world have we stepped into where we need someone to accept us because of what we've bought? Yes.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of that also comes back into what what, what we touched on earlier with coaches teaching coaches because it's almost like, hey, I've got this coaching business. Here's the lifestyle I have. You too can have this lifestyle if you just – credit card details. And Mm. I think it it loses sight of what you're actually doing as a coach. And you know Mm. what? I have no problem with people buying nice bags and nice shoes. I think go for it. But I I agree with you, you're it's a you're you're selling a superficial lifestyle for people, as opposed to as we've talked about, showing up with purpose and showing up to serve and help and uplift. Because Lord knows consciousness needs a Big uplift right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. So um, where can people find you if they want to know more about you, if they want to stalk you and see what you're about?
1: <laughs> you can stalk me on my website, which is emcoach.com and on Instagram and TikTok, which are at Emma O'Brien Coach, also on Facebook at Emma O'Brien Coach. And if you want dog photos uh in my other, when I've got my other hat on, you can go to Emma. O'Brien photo on instagram and get your fix of dogs
0: uh i love that i love how you combine in all these creative projects that you're working on
1: it's really uh-huh. really
0: important as well because i think that just a little quick message my team want to say is that people get pigeon into thinking that they can just do one thing but actually you can do everything you want to do really <laughs> yes no you rules. can
1: you can there are no rules you can go to follow Follow the heat, as one of my my colleagues says to me. Follow the heat and you can't go wrong.
0: <laughs> I love that. Are there any other messages or anything you want to share with our podcast, Emma, before we hit stop?
1: Just like to say thank you for having me, Lou. It's been, it's really great to speak with a like-minded person and to, to have these inspiring conversations. So thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. And um, I want to just thank our listeners and our watchers and our readers for everything you do to support us and listen to us. If you've got any questions for Emma, then reach out. And Emma, will also be sharing your social links as well so people can find you easily, okay, on your Thanks. socials, and we'll be sharing you on social media. So I'm going to hit uh, stop now, and then we'll have a little chat. Okay, bye, guys.